Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I have a few different special announcements I'm really excited to talk about. Namely, the first one is that my Samara fanny pack arrived and it is so beautifully made. I love it. The texture of it. It's a little bit bigger than my hand, uh, just for reference. And it arrived uh, since I bought it on a Friday recently and then it arrived on a Wednesday which is closer to the date of this uh, recording uh, of the podcast episode. And I gotta say, the material is very smooth. Uh, You can tell that it's well made, uh, very crisp with the stitching. Um, There's no peeling of anything. It is really a great um, feel to it. The interior is probably one of the softest interiors I've ever felt in a long time. And it's great because it comes with two different straps to it comes with a hip strap and then another that works as a crossbody too and uh, the bag can be worn in four different ways the fanny pack you definitely get uh, so much uh, with your money uh, because you can wear it you know four different ways it's it's amazing the versatility with a bag uh, like this and it also came with a dust bag so it prevents any dust uh, bunnies or any dirt anything like that getting onto the bag when you're not using it Uh, but there were some downsides to the bag of unfortunately or I should say the packaging more so because it came with the the packaging inserts one of them was like a a kind of um, mesh um, like almost like a, a plastic soft type of insert and then um it was great with the box itself it was like a brown uh you know cardboard box and then there was the brown paper packaging which was great but the so but the soft foam padding that was there that that mesh pad or that soft foam pad I keep saying mesh but the the there's something else in the packaging that was um made of mesh but the foam pad itself I don't think that necessarily needed to be in the uh, purse uh, packaging for the fanny pack because it's not like it would have dented the material significantly it still uh, looks wonderful either way and then the the white mesh ties uh, that were used to wrap around to keep the straps secure um you know i've seen them in certain packages you know namely things that are kind of small and sometimes have to be uh, wrapped and bound and uh i kind of wish that those weren't in there but those can be reused but they're just not made of a sustainable material like maybe rubber or metal for example 
and uh, the silica gel packs those are great because I can always reuse those um, I did a whole uh, podcast episode about uh, reusing and using gel packs so I like that part of the packaging I like those and the carpet box and the brown paper I just didn't prefer the soft foam pad insert or the white mesh ties um, it would have been probably great to use something like a ribbon or a small band like a rubber band just for the straps uh, to secure those and next uh, I have uh, the announcement of talking about the giveaway which I'm really excited to do it's going to be retroactive so uh, even though this podcast is recorded later on um, you know, many months down the road, uh, I still wanted to do um, a wonderful giveaway. Just, uh, you know, just talking about and celebrating the retroactive um, anniversary to my podcast. So hopefully you all do participate. I really uh, thought about, you know, how to structure it and the prizes and, you know, wanting to get those out in a good amount of time. So be sure to look out for details on that. It'll be uh, coming up in uh, this episode and also in all the episodes uh, for the month that I am recording and doing the giveaway, which would be as you're listening to this and then I'll announce in uh, one of the episodes almost near the end of the giveaway uh, that you know it will be closed and all these different things and everything like that and then I'll announce the winners at that time so be sure to stay tuned for some info on the giveaway The second Greener Thoughts Anniversary Celebration Prize Giveaway Retroactive Edition is here. It will last throughout the retroactive November month and I will leave details about that in each episode description so that you don't get confused about uh, when to enter or how to enter. So to enter the giveaway, just answer the following questions. There's only three. The first is, what is your favorite episode of Greener Thoughts thus far and why? Number two is, what is the dried snack company I discussed in podcast episode 146, top 20 foods you can freeze? And number three, what are the three episodes I've done that focus on composting? Hint, it's in the titles. Some of the prizes include uh, three different prizes for the first, second, and third prize winners. First prize is a four-pack of Burt's Breeze Lip Balm in Superfruit. Number two prize is the Pop Sockets Burt's Bees Lip Balm Compact Refill, and it is also a phone grip and stand. And then number three is the Pop Sockets Refillable a Pop Grip Lips, uh, that is a phone grip and a stand and again these prizes are for the first second and third prize winners be sure to email your answers to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com or you can do so by voice message you can go to anchor.fm forward slash greenerthoughtspodcast and check out how to send a voice message through there or follow the link that is the third lower link in each episode's show notes Headlines from the Hemispheres is uh, one of the amazing segments where, of course, I talk about environmental news all across our globe. 
So one of the first headlines is out of Germany and happens to do with the moon and this new mineral that was discovered from the moon's meteorite. So new mineral discovered in moon meteorite and environmental news network had the story and it's out of Germany. Uh, European researchers, they discovered this type of mineral pretty new. It's high pressure and it came from uh, one of the moon's uh, meteorites and that was named Don Wilhelmsite. And this new mineral is different. It is uh, composed of many things like calcium, aluminum, silicon, and also oxygen atoms. And it was named in honor of the lunar geologist Don E. Wilhelms, and he was an American scientist, and he was instrumental in the data analysis uh, from the Apollo space missions and the landing site and uh, having that selection um, being done, and also um, instrumental in having rock samples brought from the moon back to Earth. And next is uh, some information from Bentley, the luxury car manufacturer. Bentley to stop making petrol cars by 2030 and go fully electric. So the Guardian reported on this, and this is out of the UK, of course. And yes, Bentley is making some new changes. Namely, uh, you know, they are a luxury car maker. But they're changing things up and they're going to stop making fossil fuel cars by 2030. And they also hope to go carbon neutral simultaneously at that time. Uh, they will definitely be stop, um, stopping the, the building of their traditional uh, internal combustion engine that they've been doing within six years. They want to do that within six years. And they want to transfer and make hybrids, which is great. And they want to push out some of their first electric uh, car batteries out in the year 2025. And then by 2030, they want to sell purely electric vehicles that have that battery going for them and also have zero carbon exhaust emissions. Bentley also wants to commit to uh, not consuming and using any plastic in the factories by 2030. And something uh, is really important as well is that they want to change what their workforce looks like. And they want to raise the proportion of uh, women and the people who um, come from the backgrounds of, you know, black, Asian and other minority and ethnic backgrounds uh, in their management ranks to 30 percent from uh, 20% uh, in 2020. Bentley is owned by Germany's Volkswagen, the largest car maker in the world by volume. And then last but not least is an oddball kind of story about pet food and one of the world's largest makers of the food, Purina. Flies for dinner? Purina to offer bug-based dog and cat food, and NPR has that story. It mainly comes out of Switzerland because this is where Purina is starting to roll out the sale of this unique kind of pet food. And you may be thinking, what's the secret ingredient? Well, it's black soldier fly larvae. 
So Nestle, they're a brand of Beyond Nature's protein line that they've launched. They kicked it back and started it in Switzerland first in their co-op stores um, back in November 2020. And they're going to expand to other European markets and different countries. And some of their options of the food are uh, the first one being with chicken, fava beans, and the fly larvae protein. And the other one is going to have pig's liver, millet, and also chicken. Uh, PETA is not down for this food, and they have definitely spoken up about it. They recommend that pet owners stick to vegan diets for their pets. Uh, but when it comes to Purina, they they're not really disclosing uh, so much information about how they're obtaining the bugs in the first place to use in their food. Purina uh, does offer um, the, the customers in the U.S., for example, um, dry uh, dog food uh, formulas that are insect-based, and they're going to start those uh, in and have started those um, online in January 2021. So we're going to break it down and talk about plants, but more specifically, why they are looking kind of, you know, zombie-like and why they're looking kind of oddball and why they look discolored. You know, Treehugger had this great uh, article and piece about plants and why they may be yelling, yellowing. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, the leaves can turn, you know, all types of different colors, get brown, um, maybe turn gray or just lose a lot of their pigment altogether. And then it reaches the stems and the stalks and it just looks like a mess but you're not sure what is happening you've watered it you've given it all the sunlight it needs and you've given it attention night and day and still it looks a mess so it's for you know those who love plants and are just trying to diagnose what's wrong with your plant the first signs of trouble you know if you're tired of busted looking plants maybe this is the fifth plant that's died in a year and you've given up but you clicked on this podcast episode because you want to find out a solution because you've searched on the internet or you haven't searched and you want to learn uh you know what in this podcast you can learn from among, amongst the other things in the podcast episode so you know whether you're a gardener or, or a composter or you love plants and collect them you will probably value this episode and a lot of information in it. So let's get started. So we're going to start off with, you know, how to spot what's wrong with your plant. Simply, that is what we're going to discuss and some causes uh, that are popular or common and uncommon, I should say, that are going to capture your attention and, uh, you know, make you diagnose what's wrong with your plant because you want to know and protect your plant you know you spend good hard earned money on it or you've cultivated it from uh, the small seeds and and you're growing fruits and vegetables from it but you want to learn what's wrong with your plant so we're going to first start off with how, what is the yellowing uh, of the plant and how is the yellowing caused well it's caused from this uh, particular type of uh, ailment uh, called chlorosis 
and chlorosis is the yellowing of the plant's leaves that have a variety of different problems associated with it. It's kind of like if uh, you were stuck with the flu or cough that just wouldn't go away. It's because of some underlying broad symptom of an illness uh, that you have to get to the root of. You don't know, you know what's causing the, the cold or anything, but you want to figure out what it is. So the direct cause of chlorosis is uh, definitely a mystery or is no mystery uh, really, but it's mainly because there's too little chlorophyll uh, that the plant is uh, being able to, you know, use. And so uh, with the chlorophyll, it's, it's what gives the, the leaves uh, of the plant that nice luscious green color and all the different shades that green uh, comes in but when it becomes inadequate when they're not getting as much chlorophyll um, at their core then they you know turn a paler yellow a more disgusting yellow they turn a pale green that not that vibrant green that you're used to when you first bought the plant and also a yellowish white so it's because the plant is just not getting that chlorophyll um, from, you know, trapped sunlight. It's not getting either enough sunlight that it needs to use. It, it feeds off uh, sunlight uh, for, you know, photosynthesis, for photosynthesis. That's the crux uh, of a plant and what it needs. Uh, that's the essence of it. And so uh, chlorophyll is key. For plants, of course, we know because it helps make food for the plants. It, it kicks it in the high gear. And if a plant is going through uh, chlorosis, then it's not uh, getting that chlorophyll and it's suffering from a type of shortage. Uh, another uh, definite uh, sign that there is, um, you know, getting at the root of your plant and really harming it is that the plant is having poor nutrition or it's not getting its nutrients as it should. So plants need more than just oxygen, carbon, and hydrogen. They need minerals to survive, which isn't a shocker. They need all types of things, just like we need uh, minerals and vitamins and oxygen, of course, to survive amongst other things like water. Plants need water too. They need many things to thrive and be healthy and to grow. And with plants, those that don't have as many nutrients, they are more also susceptible to chlorosis uh, and definitely having types of yellow tissue in between their green, uh, luscious veins. And that's not particularly uh, great when they start growing and you'll see them on the leaves of your plants and it gets worse over time. So with uh, the types of nutrient deficiencies, sometimes older leaves, they're going to turn yellow first, and then it's gonna start impacting the newer growth of the leaves on your plants. And so uh, there are certain uh, nutrients that um, uh, mobile plants, those plants that you can move from, you can move them from leaf to leaf as needed. That's what's gonna happen um, with um, the plant. So with the plants, the nutrients that I'm going to break down, uh, those that can move, those nutrients are going to move from each leaf of the plant. There are some nutrients that kind of stay in one spot. They don't really move all across the plant, but there are some nutrients that will spread uh, you know, just along the plant ever so. And that's how, um, if it's not getting enough nutrients, um, it's going to start impacting the plant. So nitrogen, 
uh, is important, but uh, mobile plant nutrients, um, like I'm going to mention, phosphorus, potassium, uh, magnesium, nickel, uh, these are important. And so you want to strengthen your plant with these. If it's not getting enough nutrients, you're going to start seeing yellowing problems. Again, a chlorosis that I mentioned before. Uh, Iron is an immobile type of mineral um, and uh, other ones like calcium, boron, copper, manganese, and zinc, those don't really uh, move uh, along the leaf uh, to leaf on the plant uh, like the other uh, nutrients like phosphorus, potassium, uh, magnesium, and nickel. And then number two, something else that may be affecting your plants and really uh, causing them debilitating health is uh, fungi or the different types of plant diseases or pests even. So insect damage is kind of nothing new um, when you think of plants. Like it happens and insect damage then leads to chlorosis. Uh, And so it is a double whammy, especially if you just got a plant and maybe you're having it outdoors or maybe somehow bugs got inside in your home and then it will lead uh, more so to chlorosis, which affects, of course, the leaves. And, you know, to combat this, if you have pests and either your plant is either indoors or outdoor, you can safely use non-toxic methods to repel the insects in the first place. So whether that be neem oil or other pesticides, um, organic ones, you have different options to just avoid having the insects and the different pests on your leaves. Uh, Also, leaf spots, those you have to be aware of also because sometimes it may not be chlorosis on um, your um, leaves of your plants. Sometimes it could be a fungal infection or bacterial disease in plants that's not, uh, you know, chlorosis. And um, also, uh, most garden insects, they're not really going to destroy your your garden or try and go after it. So sometimes it's not going to be all the pests or insects. It's going to be just maybe a few and those you have to be aware of. And number three reason uh, that your plants are not doing so well and they're, you know, basically dying uh, is because they're not getting enough water or they're getting too um, much water or uh, not enough light. So overwatering and underwatering is a serious problem that can lead to discolored uh, leaves on your plant. And if the soil around the overwatered plant Uh, is too much, it's going to be very wet, um, and it's going to essentially drown the plant. We've we've seen this from time to time. Whoever has a plant will know this. Whoever owns plants, they know this very well. Sometimes it can't happen. So um, too much water, of course, will leave a limp, and it will, um, you know, leave um, plants on the opposite end um, that you're underwatering them, they're going to leave the leaves dehydrated on your plants and leave them dry and brittle. And you can't really work with those. You can't sustain a plant that's already dying uh, if it's on its way there. So uh, another um, uh, thing that you should uh, look out for are damaged and compacted roots because these are another sign of uh, chlorosis um, as well. Working with plants is a beautiful thing. If you are a florist or if you are a gardener and you treasure your plants, 
you know to listen to your plants and to to work with them and to try and get them to their best place that they flourish and cultivate whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to make them taller, bloom more um, types of plants, grow and, 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 and multiply your plants or to, um, you know, grow the vegetables and fruits that may uh, be on your plants. You have certain goals for your plants. And uh, with that and with taking care of your plants, uh, one of the things that I think is really important is that uh, with watering them, for example, you can always uh, add more water, but you cannot take it away. So you can add little by little um, to your plant, but if you overwater it, you can't take that water out. Sure, you can you know, try to pour some of it out, but by then it's already gotten to the soil of your plant. So that's one thing that you wanna you know, remember. Uh, I know to, to heed that as well. I don't overwater my plants too much. Every few times throughout the week, depending on what the plant is, that's what I have in set as a guideline for me. Um, it's important even in the art of cooking or even art that you can add, you know, more salt to a dish. You can add spices as needed, but you can't add so much that you try to take out the spices because once it's in, it's in. Same thing with paint. If you're mixing your colors, like for example, red and blue, and you can add so much and little at a time to make purple. But if you mix too much, then it's, it's gonna become more of a bluer uh, purple. If you add too much blue, for example, if you add too much red, it's gonna become too much of a violet almost tone. And then if you add you know, other colors or different you know, um, parts to those mixes, you're gonna end up with a totally different color. And so you know, that is to you know, compare to um you know watering your plant and you want to take it bit by bit like don't rush into taking care of your plant because you could be doing more harm than good it's good to to watch and to to see what your plant is 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 wanting from you if it wants more sunshine you know edge it towards the window seal or a special table or end a table to your office or room and you know treat it um as you should maybe look into special directions for the plant because some plants you have to water daily some plants um you and you can adjust the water um to a level that satisfies it um some plants you can water a few times a week others you can plant you can water uh monthly and you know there are other uh, plants in between that but you get the idea uh next uh you know when it comes to uh, plants and them uh, being able to function Sometimes you're going to want to listen to and look at the roots of a plant um, over time to see if it needs a bigger pot. Because just like people, uh, the, the one one of the similarities with plants are that they need to grow and they will grow and they'll and they'll show you and 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 the way the way that they'll do that is via their roots. And so if their roots are all crumpled and mangled and discolored or broken or um, not getting the nutrients that they need, it's because they need to expand. Just like tree roots, you know, which are, you know, wonderful, wonderful type of a living thing. Um, you know, you can tell a dead tree from, the, from a 
uh, tree that's alive, uh, the roots of a tree need, need to spread out and have as much room, as much nutrients, as much water as possible. You can't have, um, you know, trees in a uh, environment where it's toxic, you know, air or there's there's too many bad things in the atmosphere for them to soak up because that gets into the, the tree. And uh, also, you know, dead trees, you can see them by their trunks and them not growing anymore, but their, their roots are the main uh, thing that I want you to focus on. So just like plants and they grow and they need room and water and everything else, uh, trees do the same. So just think about that uh, next time you're, you're assessing your plant's uh, ability um, to grow and spread. You know, does it need a bigger pot? Does it need uh, more soil or less soil? And, you know, you can judge uh, over time uh, the health of your plant that way too. Sometimes it's all in the pot. And that really makes a difference, especially with smaller pots um, and smaller plants. Over time, they need, you know, bigger uh, pots so they can grow and be healthy. And then I like uh, when it comes to, you know, assessing plants is your plant getting enough sunlight, for example? Sunlight is a beautiful thing. You know, we all need our vitamin D to, uh, you know, protect us and our skin. Our health is great for all types of things. Bone health, immune health, you need vitamin D. And plants need it too. They, they live off of that. That's how they get their photosynthesis and their food making abilities because of sunlight. And so how are you... Uh, moving uh, the plant along to make sure it gets as much sunlight. You know, do you move it frequently? Do you uh, live in an area where there is little natural sunlight or a lot? Uh, do you put your plants outside where they can get um, as much sunlight? Or do you um, kind of forget about the plant and, you know, leave it to its own devices? Next thing you know, it's going to be dead. But that could all be prevented. All you got to do is give it some, some TLC, tender loving care, and uh, make sure it has some sunlight. Everyone needs a little warmth in their life. Plants are no different. Uh, I, I think it's important with other aspects of plants to, you know, look at how often you're watering uh, your plants. You know, are you prone to forgetting uh, your plants? If you are, you know, maybe you can set them up in a schedule. Do you have a schedule that you can set up? Maybe on uh, maybe one uh, one or two days out the week, you remember, okay, this plant needs watering, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This plant can be watered on Saturdays every week. And then this cactus over here can be watered on a Monday uh, once a month. You can set a schedule like that. Maybe write it down next to the plant or on or in your phone or on a tablet or pad somewhere that you can keep track of it. So maybe you don't forget next time. Um, and then as time goes on, you have it in your long-term memory. So you can better take care of your plant. Do you um, have water that evaporates out of a container often? How often are you looking at and refreshing the water source for your plants? I know that I keep track of that. If it's getting low, then I'll refill it. And for me, it's great to uh, be using that fresh uh, tap water, but leaving it at room temp for a period of time. And one of the benefits of that is that um, after letting the water stand for some time, it kind of offsets the chlorine and fluoride and other chemicals in the water that you don't necessarily have to have or want in your water that you're giving to your plants. Uh, and it lets the uh, water just dissipate and have those chemicals kind of just leave off 
um, of the water gradually. So you can let the, the water sit out for maybe a day, maybe a few days, whatever you're comfortable with. But as long as your plants are getting watered, that's the main thing. But tap water is great for watering plants, but just letting it sit out for some time. If you want to use filtered water, you might as well, you know, can. Um, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I just always like um, more, more uh, warm water uh, for plants because you don't want to shock um, your, your plants. You know, they may like warmer water, not necessarily hot or boiling water, and definitely not freezing cold water, which I know can happen from filtered water. Um, so, you know, be sure to, you know, test your plant and see what it likes. More often than not, it's probably going to prefer the top water or the room temperature uh, water that's been sitting out for a bit. Uh, definitely use that lukewarm water because it will avoid, um, you'll avoid chilling the, your plants at their roots. And, and when it comes to, you know, shifting, um, the turning of your plants, because you can also do that. It gives them uh, some time to, you know, get adjusted to uh, the light in different areas of the plant. And it's great to turn them every time you water them so they get, you know, all the uh, parts um, of their, their soil, the soil matter, and uh, their leaves can all get their attention and, and know, um, no side to a plant gets more nutrients or water. It all gets the same sunlight. It all gets the same amount of water. All you have to do is just turn it and, you know, uh, give it some care uh, while doing that. The Mother Earth Minutes is where I review in the next few minutes for active things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. So as you've learned in the podcast episode, and I have as well, we've learned how to look for the signs that our, our, our plants are trying to tell us um, because they're yellowing in some unsightly uh, way. And if you want to pre- prevent that, I think one of the best ways is to uh, look at what your plant needs and you can do a bit more research into it. But I have some really great tips and some really great solutions for that as well um, so that we can of course look at our our plants in a new way and catch any sign of distress at the first sign uh, of uh, it being distressed so that would be the uh, discoloring stage and when its leaves aren't looking so green so whether you are a plant mama or a plant papa Uh, Whatever you are, I think that you can still be an amazing plant mama, plant papa, uh, but you can be even better. I want you to be the best plant mama, plant papa out there. And I want you to, you know, look out for your plants because, you know, they've been with you for years. Some plants I know have have grown, you know, a long time. I remember some of the earliest memories I have were plants, you know, in, uh, you know, my house and, you know, them them being snake plants and and all these other type of plants that are just amazing. But, you know, they were amazing and I have good fond memories of them because they were uh, taken care of they were taken care of and um you know i i watched them grow and i i you know my mom really phosphored that uh, relationship to plants and 
Uh, my dad liked plants too. He would water them and made sure we had, um, you know, um, them on a schedule to be watered so that they, they didn't go dead. But um, plants have definitely um, been impactful in my life. So I, I try to, to be mindful of that. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast episode anyway. So uh, one of the first uh, tips is to really focus on the minerals and vitamins that your plants need. So they need many things. We learned a few different um, vitamins and minerals in the news portion of the program, but they're going to need sulfur and carbon and magnesium and potassium, phosphorus, of course, calcium, boron, copper, iron, iodine, zinc, and manganese. And so you want to investigate if your soil or your compost already provides these nutrients. Sometimes you can buy more nutrients, either they're going to be as a concentrate or maybe in a capsule form. Sometimes you can find these nutrients by the pill forms by themselves. So I would either talk to a florist or a gardener or look into, you know, like a a place that has a, a definite, uh, huge, um, you know, place where you can find um, plants like a shrubbery or a flower shop or somewhere that specializes in flower care. If you're really interested in finding the exact nutrients for your plant or how often you need to be giving it those nutrients, um, you can find uh, definite concentrates of um, nutrients like for example blue gold fusion they have a compost flowering um, npk pack and it also has micronutrients in it it's a paste concentrate and i never heard of that before but it's for your your gardening needs so if you're interested uh, in taking care of your plants and getting them those nutrients kind of like a uh, pill that they need to take a multivitamin if you will then you're going to want to look at something like that for your plants. Uh, Number two tip is to, when looking at the fungi and disease or or pests, um, you know, look at uh, crop rotation. So maybe rotating your plants or maybe doing a baking soda spray. uh, First thing to sort of manage, you know, moisture Um, with your plants. That's the first thing that you can do to sort of control the fungi uh, at the source. You know, if it's bone dry, you can water it a little bit. Of course, not too soaking capacity. But if it's moist, you know, wait some time to uh, water your plant. You want to be able to check the leaves um, and see if there's any disease on the plants. Number three is to examine if you have been overwatering them or underwatering them. Uh, you want to, of course, uh, give your plants a bit of a turning um, so that uh, each time you water them, that the plants don't necessarily um, uh, lean um, towards the light and or get lopsided. You don't really want that for your plants. So you want to make sure they get a lot of water, but also it's 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 the amount of sunlight that they get is important too. Uh, and then of course, like I mentioned before, trying to get maybe on a watering schedule for the plants that need a lot of watering. Some plants need as as little as possible watering, but other plants need a little bit more care. So you want to be aware of that. I know that uh, prevention.com has a list of plants, for example, that you can water on a monthly scale um, so or a monthly regimen. 
and get that routine going. And some of the plants are great, you know, for those who are maybe first time plant owners or you're, you're forgetful of watering plants or maybe you want to uh, test it out a bit and maybe have a few different plants. You can water them, of course, once per month. And so you can essentially pick the day and then uh, wait till next month to, of course, water that plant. It doesn't need a lot of watering. Same thing can kind of work uh, for, for um, cactuses too um, and or cacti uh, that you can um, sort of gauge uh, what they need as far as water too. So uh, a spider plant is a, a plant that needs watering monthly. A donkey's tail plant, a zebra cactus, a lucky bamboo, a wax plant, for example, string of pearls, and also a begonia. These are types of plants that you can water monthly. And then last but not least, uh, tip number four is to check out uh, some of my other podcast episodes because they may be helpful as well and can definitely fill in uh, as needed, especially with plant care, because there's a lot I covered in all those different episodes. I talked about um, insecticides and, and doing your own and, and, and putting on your DIY hat and crafting these at home. And I really broke down um, how easy some of these can be and which ones I'm interested in doing. And I talked about these in the eight natural insecticides. You can craft at home episode. That's episode 192 from September 24, um, 2020. And I also talked about succulents and how, you know, my, my little cacti, uh, how I went about um, getting my little cactus and how it went and sadly, you know, not having the cactus anymore for reasons that I explained in the episode, if you listen. And uh, I did talk in length about it. I do love, um, cacti and, um, you know, they're, they're great plants. They, they grow like crazy. It's just, you just got to water them, watch them, but they kind of do their own thing, which is, is amazing. I can't wait to get another one and I probably will be buying one. I just don't know when, but we'll see. Maybe I'll announce it, um, in another podcast episode and I'll talk about it at that time. But if you want to check it out, then it's in the how to care for succulents episode, uh, 163 from June the 14th, 2020. And then last but not least, I talked about 16 different houseplants that are nearly impossible to die. These are your plants that take some water um, infrequently and then some you really have to, you know, not worry about because they kind of do their own thing and they, they take the water and they will survive and thrive through some of the craziest conditions. Uh, so I talked about those at length in uh, episode 156, and it's entitled 16 Nearly Impossible Houseplants to Die from May the 21st, 2020. The eco fact of the day is that crows hold grudges against particular humans and teach their families and flocks to dislike them as well. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the November-December 2020 issue. (music) 
So we've come to the Eagle Company Spotlight segment. It is, of course, where I talk about amazing environmentally related products and services from all types of companies. And sometimes they may be uh, ones that are cruelty-free and focused on that, or ones that are fair trade, or ones that really partner up with different communities or places in developing countries and do their part to help them and help families in need uh, or people and maybe give them a really great sustainable uh, work opportunities that uh, helps lift them out of poverty or makes their life a little bit easier. Sometimes I, I, I talk about uh, companies that are B Corps and put the planet first and really are transparent in their methods of what they do in their company, uh, who they serve, why they serve, what they serve, uh, and are transparent that uh, they really serve the people and put profit uh, second and it's not priority over their overall mission for their company, no matter what that is. And so I try to do uh, a bit of uh, looking at companies that uh, many times I've supported and there are some new ones that are kind of different from, to me. Uh, and so I, I'm really happy to, you know, always talk about um, a, a new company and their product and, you know, be as, as honest and transparent about um, if I can't, for example, um, uh, buy the product or participate in the services because of you know funding um, because every product in the world I would love to uh, review fully but sometimes at the time of the recording of the podcast episode um, that's not always available but I always want to try and be um, as as thorough with the review and give you as much information as possible of the company or organization so that you make the best decision for you about how you can support it and um I always want to, to do that. And so uh, I've been doing a, a number of different reviews since February 2019. And I have a new one just for you from uh, Rice Love. So Rice Love creates products and experiences for those who love people and the planet. And it all started with two guys, Coney and Corbin, when they met each other in 2013. And they're good friends and they talked about wanting to do something positive for the world and making a positive impact. And so they found uh, one of the major problems of the world was uh, world hunger. And so much that one in nine people still go to bed uh, on an empty stomach. And so 800 million people are affected uh, with uh, global hunger. And so they wanted to try to end this uh, horrible social problem. India has 200 million people that are affected more than any other country in the world. And Rice Love uses Indian rice bags and sews them, uh, sews them together um, into stylish bags. And so for every Rice Love um, product that's made, any, every item that's made, they hand deliver one kilo of rice to a family in need. Almost 70,000 kilos has, have been donated uh, so far. And as far as their uh, product uh, tag numbers, they uh, represent the kilo of rice that you gave. And with that tag, you can search it on uh, the Rice Love uh, site, the website, and see the family that you have helped. Rice Love is a social enterprise and not a nonprofit. And so it doesn't rely on donations. It really just is backed and supported with the products that they sell 
uh, that provides funding for the jobs that they create and the giving that they do. Rice Love's goal is to give 1 million kilos of rice by the end of 2024, and they invite you to join the movement to buy a bag and to feed a family. Now, Rice Love is an amazing company, I gotta say, from many different angles. Um, and one of them is that they're fair, fair trade. They have fair trade products. I love fair trade products because they really do um, impact the people who make the products. They're paid fair wages, ethical, um, and you get to see them their stories. They're not hiding, um, you know, where they they make their products or the locations or the the welfare of the people that are making the goods. They're telling you where they're making it and and how the people are affected positively. And so you can be uh, rest assured that Rice Love is really putting their product together, but they're helping out the communities that are making the products too. That's a really good thing. It's great that uh, Rice Love uses eco-friendly, cruelty-free materials too. Like they use recycled jute and burlap rice bags. They have their recycled collection from plant-based fibers, which are biodegradable and also eco-friendly. And in their 2020 giving highlights, they supplied 173,000 uh, 400 meals and they gave 14,450 kilograms uh, of uh, rice uh, and they also uh, fed 578 families uh, so they definitely love uh, supporting families and they even serve those who maybe aren't families like uh, single mothers or uh, single fathers grandmas the elderly other people too not just families um, and then uh, when it comes to just their mission, they're helping and world hunger. That's really big um, as well because that is a social problem and that is a sustainable problem. That's a problem that is um, a, a number of factors deep and it's entrenched and it's tied to so many different things, um, world uh, hunger. So uh, they have a lot um, of different things that uh, make them sustainable. With the different products that Rice Love has, they have a few different ones. They have bags, like backpacks and crossbodies and hip packs or fanny packs, and also clutch purses. They have accessories like zip pouches and enamel pins. They have wallets, a little small wallets, and uh, they have jewelry. And then they have clothing like sweatshirts, tank tops, and t-shirts. And they have gift cards too, and uh, those are virtual gift cards. And they have uh, it where you can give 10 meals for $10. Uh, so uh, my experience of Rice Love has been a great one um, thus far because I recently just bought from them. I bought their, um, their Dana uh, wallet, and it was almost $15. And then I paid a tip to show my support uh, to them. I was, that was one of the first... Um, uh, companies that I've ever seen that you can add a bit more of a tip to your total, which is cool. And they give different uh, percentages that you can uh, add uh, your tip as. And then the shipping, so everything was less uh, than about $20. So it was really great. I even paid um, less than a dollar to offset um, the carbon, the CO2 of my uh, shipping, of my package. 
So it was 138.25 pounds of CO2 that's offset just from my purchase. So uh, there are many different benefits um, to um, you know buying from Rice Love. I, I, I bought this um, item as of the recording of the, the episode. So the day I recorded this uh, episode is the day that I bought the item and I can't wait for it to arrive. And I can talk about that in another podcast episode in the, in the episode announcements. But uh, I love that Rice Love uh, gives so much. They even have, um, as of the recording, uh, it won't happen, you know, later um, past the month of the recording, but it's a, it's a limited event where you choose what you pay. It's a choose what you pay event. And it's only for the, the month or within the month I'm recording the episode. So you can check when I'm recording the episode in the description of the episode. But if you want to really, you know, utilize this um, amazing promotion. So um, definitely you can choose the discount that you can use at checkout. So they have a 10%, 15%, and 25 percent discount that you can use so just enter choose 10 or choose 15 or choose 25 uh, all in capital letters choose in capital letters and then the number uh, choose 10 choose 15 choose 25 to get a discount uh, on your total purchase it's great because we are you know currently going through this uh, horrific pandemic and they really want to support those who are really having a hard time you know, um, you know, monetarily. And so I thought that that was very considerate, very thoughtful, and uh, it was really um, a beautiful way to show a support for everyone um, who's really going through it. Um, their concept is a, a wonderful concept. I love that with every purchase, I love purchasing products that help people in real time. Um, and, and their prices for all their goods are pretty reasonable. You know, their shirts, whether it be their fanny packs, their hip bags, their backpacks, which are like one of their staple products, they really have great prices. Nothing out of the ordinary. You know, they have different prices for their sweatshirts and other uh, clothing items and such. So you can kind of find almost everything you want there. Um, they have different currencies. They have the U.S. dollar, the euro, the Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar, the Japanese yen. All these are on their website. And you can, of course, switch which currency you'd like to use so that's great if you live uh, in either of those countries or just abroad Um, and then the patterns for their products are great most of them are you know very different um, very um, very uh, unique I guess you could say one of a kind or so because you know so many different rice bags that are not all the same and so you know whether it's their shirts or backpacks they have definite versatility there Uh, I love that there's transparency um, in um, the product being bought. So with a family that's being positively impacted, you get to see how your purchase um, at the moment that it was it's it's arrived to you, you get to see on the tag which family and how you've impacted a family um, so that you, they can better their life with food, with rice. Um, that's a beautiful thing to be able to support a family to, to get them to the next moment, to get them so that you know their kids can can get a full meal. Maybe they're going through school and are really hungry, or they're they're trying to make ends meet and really stretch. Other uh, food, so you know your impact of a of a of purchasing their uh, products really does um, 
you know, pack a lot of weight to it. Um, and then I think some of the other um, things that are really great with Rice Love are that you can uh, go to India and, and, and go and experience the, the, the mission of Rice Love and they have different dates available uh, throughout the year. I think they're more concrete dates, but uh, all the different trips, the, the length of the trips are just a week and it's 2,500 US dollars. So again, each trip is one week and it's $2,500 per person. All in all, I do give it five out of five green thumbs up. It is amazing. Uh, Rice Love uh, is uh, one that came, is a company, of course, that can be found online. Uh, and uh, they are uh, found uh, on the website, ricelove.com, R-I-C-E-L-O-V-E. Com, and they have locations in the U.S., India, and Japan. And Rice Love can be found on the following social media platforms. Um, of Facebook at Rice Love. Instagram at Rice Love Bags. LinkedIn at Rice Love. They're on Pinterest at Rice Love. They're on Twitter at Rice Love too. And also um, at, on YouTube at Rice Love. I recently subscribed and they have, as of this recording, close to 100 subscribers. So to contact Rice Love, be sure to check out their website again, ricelove.com, and check out the bottom of their website under contact us to contact them. My aim for this episode was for you to, of course, I learn about what's wrong with your plan and maybe it's not what you've you know been thinking of or maybe a ailment that's affected plans previous to the ones that you have and you want to get on the good foot and look at the health of your plant and you want to make the best decisions for your plant. You don't just want to uh, you know, toss your plant in the compost if it can be composted. Sometimes plants can't be like they may be invasive or they may be diseased because of the chlorosis and so they're long gone. But before it gets to that stage, you can be mindful of what's going on with the plant. So I really thank you for tuning in and listening in, especially if you love plants or are interested in wanting to be a plant mama or you just really have fascination with plants and you want to be be the best at taking care of plants. Maybe you have a lot of plants. Maybe you have a little bit of plants. Maybe you got a plant as a gift um, and you want to learn how to take care of it. Um, my other podcast episodes about plants that I mentioned um, in the Mother Earth Minutes are really, really helpful. Um, uh, they have so many different resources just to take care of plants and to look at, you know, how to, to best prevent pests, um, you know, being on your, your, your plants that you've taken care of for, you know, months, years sometimes. Um, and other things too, when it comes to succulents, for example, um, and there's different types of succulents too. They're, they're not just all the same. So whatever you, uh, tend to, um, want to do with your plants, you can make it better and be strengthened in, in how you take care of your plants with some of these tools. Um, and I hope that I was successful in doing that. 
and that you love the podcast episode, of course. Thank you, as always, for supporting Greener Thoughts. It means the world. I really hope that you also participate in the giveaway. Uh, and, um, of course, supporting the podcast uh, every month um, and also doing a bit of sharing. And uh, for all those who can, uh, support by helping fund uh, giveaways and things on Greener Thoughts really adds a lot. Of course, there are different ways to do that. Uh, you can do so uh, on the website, uh, anchor.fm forward slash Green of Thoughts podcast. And there are different tiers of how to support by clicking support. Thank you for my first uh, paid supporter who uh, gives uh, monthly. It is a big help. It's it's so much um, of a boost um, in uh, support for the podcast. And it really is amazing. Um, thank you so much. And, you know, I hope to do even more giveaways to do fun stuff. I do bonus giveaways too, but I always continue to have the, the giveaways happening as long as I can and try to do uh, amazing things to show that I care and want to give back uh, to all my amazing listeners, all of you out there. So until next time, as always, please be sure to take care of yourselves. And as always, please take care of the planet. See ya.